Welcome back to episode 28 of Inside Illini Football. I'm News Gazette Sports Editor Matt Daniels, joined by News Gazette Beat Writer Extraordinaire Colin Likas. Colin, training camp is here in Champaign. College football is right around the corner. Kickoff against Nebraska is in 24 days. That's right. Are you pumped? Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, just trying to take everything in. Um, we had some media availability today with four Illinois football athletes and four Illinois football assistant coaches, so that is a lot of media availability. But Did you talk to all eight people? Uh, no. I okay. talked to uh, talked to Chase Brown a lot, um, a lot of Chase Brown. be reading about him in Thursday's News Gazette. Talked to each of the assistant coaches as well, and then I let our – our intern extraordinaire, Joey Wright, handled the other three athletes who you'll hear more from from him or from Scott Ritchie, possibly. Yeah, later if, in the week. If Joey sends the, the notes to Scott. We're gonna, we're, we like to stack days here. Yeah, in, in there you go. That was clever. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah. And we got to, you know, it's a good day because we got to talk to uh, Aaron Henry, who is one of the most charismatic humans possibly on the face of the earth, and uh, got to ask him about name, image, and likeness. And boy, did he have some interesting things to say on that front. So, uh, right. it, Although I, I much, I, I wouldn't say preferred, but I was more entertained by George McDonald's response to how he would have approached NIL if he were an athlete and it was around, I still would have been broke. <laughs> <laughs> good, good response. Way to, way to be honest, I guess. I, Former I, Illini I, receiver now. I feel like he wouldn't have been broke. For Illini, but I guess he, yeah. he, he did play a lot around a lot of really talented athletes, didn't he? A lot of, <laughs> yeah, I mean, NIL is kind of in the, the talk of college athletics, um, you know, for the last month or so, and, and we run a weekly series here at the News Gazette and uh, Ethan Simmons had a story in today's paper talking to mm-hmm. Trent Frazier he's yep. going to be signing some autographs up at Hoops, up in Hoopston at Bricks and Ivy in, in early September and um, I'm sure we'll hear more about possible endorsements for Illinois football players as the, the season oh, rolls, yeah. rolls right we're, around. We're waiting for the offensive line's big endorsement <laughs> deal. <laughs> Uh, Papa Dell's there. That, yeah. That's done. Just do that. that that's pretty pretty. They want Portillo's. That's what Doug Carter right. wanted. He Port- wanted Portillo's. See, I think, though, I think if you're a college athlete, you kind of want to go more local. I mean, sure. Portillo's more of a national. Uh, I know yeah. it's a regional, I guess, chain. And yeah. it's only been here in Champaign for a couple of years I now. I get what you're but, saying. Um, yeah, I think you have a, you'd have a better... Uh, success if you go after you know Marion's Diner, or, uh, sure. uh, Papa Dell's, or mm-hmm. sure. all the other fine eateries here in, in Champaign Urbana. But Colin, it's it's like I said, it's training camp, yeah. day three. Yep, first you've day. Out, you've been out there a few days. Uh, availability is limited this year, uh, based on past access for Illinois. Illinois has kind of always been the outlier, at least in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. uh, for making training camp pretty available. Sure. Not only to uh, uh, reporters like you, Colin, but also to fans as mm-hmm. well. And this year, uh, it's only f- 15 minutes, I believe, 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. 15, 20, yeah. Uh, reporters are allowed inside Memorial Stadium to see what Brett Bielema's program is is up to but uh that's the way the new coach wants to do it i know he addressed it on on monday uh why they're why they're doing that and uh but still get to talk to a lot of players after practice get their their thoughts just Mm kind of what's been your overarching big takeaway i guess from the first three days of of training camp for for the alignment yeah i would say just on that front just to, to close that first topic of uh access i i do wonder if it will stay like that throughout the entirety of brett bielema's tenure no no matter how long that lasts i feel like a lot of that this first year is just a product of wanting to kind of as he said keep 
keep mm-hmm. Illinois an unknown. Uh, it's his first team, his first program, the first time anyone's seen the way he does things. The cat will be out of the bag, you know, after after Nebraska and games beyond. So kind of, you know, lessens the need in my mind to keep practice closed to that matter. Maybe he will continue to do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think also you can kind of hide behind the, the COVID as mm-hmm. well, the yeah. COVID idea, I think, you know just in general, even though the team is very largely vaccinated at this point, I feel like that's a good, good enough reason as any to even in an outdoor atmosphere to just say, you know, we'll just ease back on this this year. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that, that ease of access opens up. Uh, early impressions, though, I mean, you know, it's just a continuation of everything we've seen from Bielema and his players and his staff. So far, it's all very positive. Uh, honeymoon period. We're very re- quickly reaching the end of that, though, less than a month away from the end of that honeymoon period now regardless of what happens in the Nebraska game. Maybe then it can move on to just, you know, wedded bliss yeah, in the first sure. year of a marriage. You know, I can only hope so. Everything's gravy still. Just for, keep, keep the good vibes rolling. Yeah, for Illinois' sake, you can only hope so. Um, I mean, it, it just sounds like uh, all the positive momentum that they felt they built up during the spring and summer workouts has kind of carried over into these fall workouts as well. I mean, uh, if you if you were on Twitter, you saw the, the hype package that they dropped on Sunday night in a very dark but orange-tinted Memorial Stadium of everybody being really fired up. I feel like that's the kind of energy they wanted to bring into this training camp. And, you know, everybody we've talked to so far has kind of said, yeah, that, that energy that we had in spring ball has kind of carried over. Um, just uh, as far as today goes, I think a big thing, a big talking point was just linebackers. Um, mm-hmm. We got to talk to Jake Hansen back on Monday, but Kalon Tolson and Tariq Barnes were available today, and so was Andy Boo, the, re- or the uh, linebackers coach. You know, those linebackers, that linebacker room was, as far as starters go, was non-existent during spring ball. You had a bunch of injured guys, and then Jake Hansen was still in between draft and playing status until he eventually pulled out of the NFL draft. Um, so I think that, that that's a big talking point right now. Andy Boo's got a full, healthy linebacker room. He said he's been really impressed with Jake Hansen, everything he's seen on film. Kind of been that and more, which mm-hmm. is kind of the, the vibe we got from Bielema as well when he was talking about actually seeing Jake Hansen in person for the first time on Monday. Um, and then, you know, another big talking point is uh, just Brandon Peters as well, getting him out in front of the cameras and out in front of the media on Monday, having him walk the walk, as Brett Bielema called it. Uh, he is... He he wasn't he he said I'm not fully committing to him as the starting quarterback I'm not I'm not announcing him as the starting <laughs> quarterback but basically He's the starting I'm, quarterback basically yeah basically I'm making I'm making him do all the duties that a starting quarterback memo to Scott Frost in Nebraska <laughs> yeah Texas, right Brandon Peters will likely start I guess Art Sikowski could just destroy spring or fall camp and mm-hmm. just make for a difficult decision in week one but yeah for all intents and purposes uh brandon peters is your guy um you know side note isn't it always interesting too just the lexicon we use with football we always talk Mm -hmm. about spring practices and the majority majority of them usually are done in the winter technically and then we talk about fall training camp which is always conducted in the (laughs) hottest week of august fall training camp has no semblance of fall in it whatsoever yeah exactly so all right i digress continue that's that's a seasonal problem yes um you know listening to veteran columnist lauren tate who's been at each of these sessions uh, he talked about how you know he he personally thought Brandon was still a little, little quiet, could still mm-hmm. speak up a little more, but hey, there's more room for improvement as time goes on. Bielema said he he feels like uh, Peters re- really started speaking up in the huddles on Monday that he saw. Uh, hopefully that's continued in the last two days as well, especially as you get pads on for the first day today. 
um, you know, made a big show about, you know, you don't follow somebody who goes whispering. Mm-hmm. You follow somebody and then he shouted in our faces, which was kind of <laughs> terrifying. And it was like, oh, oh wasn't expecting welcome that. To f- uh, welcome to an Illinois football practice. Yeah, he just kind of screamed out into the air in front of us. It's like, okay, that's that's what we're going to do here, which uh, <laughs> as a football coach, yeah, fits really well. But yeah, it sounds like they've gotten through to Brandon Peters that this is what we want from you as a quarterback. If you're going to be our starter, this is – something you're going to have to do mm-hmm. it's not to say that like lovey smith never said you also have to do this but clearly there's more of an emphasis being put on brandon peters from a certain to, to perform certain leadership mm-hmm. aspects that exactly. maybe he was not necessarily pressured to perform under lovey smith obviously every training camp uh, especially the first week uh the big questions are you know what position battles are, are ongoing mm-hmm. any position changes injuries anything like that uh, i guess the biggest news so far when it comes to position changes is the fact that a starting offensive lineman last year for illinois is now on the defensive line yeah fill this in colin yeah virtus brown uh has made the transition that's a that's a big boy over there at uh, what six three six four three thirty. Um, yeah, I mean that's a big defensive lineman you're mm-hmm. dealing with. Uh, you know, we were talking about him in the office. You know, potential nose guard, uh, mm-hmm. but who knows exactly where he he ends up on that line? Sounds like Terrence Jameson was pretty Jameson was pretty excited to have him on the D line. Basically, it was a conversation that Bielema initiated, saying, "Hey, what would you think about this?" And Virtus Brown apparently was all in on it. Um, I mean, both lines are very veteran. Uh, certainly a lot of returning pieces on both sides, but also a lot of guys who will probably be, who should frankly be gone after this mm-hmm. coming season, especially your six year guys. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, I'm curious to see how that works out for Virtus Brown. He, he played all eight games last year on the offensive line as a starter and performed well. I thought I didn't think he brought down the offensive line in any conceivable way, but Illinois had a, done a good job of transitioning guys from one line to the other. Kendrick Green going the other mm-hmm. way, defensive line to offensive line, turning him into a, a threat uh, on offensive line to the point where he was drafted in the NFL. So um, yeah, I'm curious to see how Virtus Brown shakes out over there in the D line and if he's going to get to start right away you know, versus uh, versus maybe becoming a first backup because you're returning, like I said, a lot of guys on that D line who had meaningful playing minutes last year, albeit for a group that was pretty rattled with injuries. Uh, and then two, uh, this position switch happened in, in the spring and, and kind of caught everyone by surprise when it did, but Isaiah Williams moving from quarterback to receiver, he's now had more than three months or so to get acclimated to the position. Uh, I know he spoke yesterday, Colin, mm-hmm. but just your overall impressions of, of Williams and, and what you're, you've been hearing from him and, and what you've uh, so far deduced, I guess, from the first few days of of actual practices um, and how he's adjusting to his new role at wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, So I didn't hear from Williams personally in person. We had Scott Ritchie and, uh, and Joey Wright handling that, but I've heard from plenty of people about Isaiah Williams and his adjustment spoke with Donnie Navarro on Monday. Who's one of the veteran receivers in that, in that room. He spoke glowingly about Isaiah Williams, just about how he's always willing to ask questions, how it's clear that he's, he wasn't put in that room just to, you know, get him away from the quarterback backs and he's kind of you know pouting and sitting there with his mm-hmm. with his arms folded he clearly wanted to make this adjustment thought it could make him a more impactful player somebody who could be on the field more often for illinois 
uh, moving forward. He's asking all the right questions, according to Navarro, trying to learn actively. And Navarro said a lot of that innate athleticism that we saw at the quarterback position that made him such a dynamic threat, specifically running the ball, has also materialized as a receiver where he can run routes really well. That past experience as a quarterback, he's able to to uh, kind of gauge and figure out where defensive backs are supposed to be and where linebackers are going to be and things like that. I think that's kind of an underrated aspect of this move for Williams. Obviously, the athleticism athleticism is there. Um, there's certain things you still have to teach, you know, get your hands on the ball, mm-hmm. things like that. But that those quarterback instincts and reading the field and knowing where defenders are going to be at certain times, that's pretty invaluable. Um, it could put Williams in spaces where you wouldn't expect him to be, where you would look up and think, how did he get so open? Well, maybe it's because he knew something that some of the other receivers might not have been able to to diagnose or mm-hmm. to read as quickly because they just didn't have that past experience at quarterback. Like you said, you talked to Chase Brown uh, earlier today, uh, the leading rusher for Illinois mm-hmm. last season with 540 rushing yards, uh, one of the top returning running backs in the Big Ten. Uh, just Do- what we're Doak, Walker, watch Doak Walker Award watch list. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of about probably 80, 90, mm-hmm. 100 running backs on said watch list. Yep. And uh, he can stay on that watch list based on his play and, and elevated stock in, in that regard but what were your big takeaways I guess from talking to him earlier this afternoon without fully giving away what you're going to write in tomorrow's paper sure I mean he talked a lot about and this is something we've heard from a lot of Illinois athletes it, it goes back to tank right with the strength and con- strength uh, strength and conditioning side of things just bettering the bodies uh, making uh, making your yourself a more elite athlete putting on better, healthier weight. Um, you know, Chase Brown talked about how he was at a certain weight last season. Now he's bulked up to a, to another weight here. And it's just, it, it's healthy muscle that uh, is helping him run the ball better, he feels like. Um, that, that, was a, that was a big talking point from him. We also just spoke about, you know, his role in this running back room that's filled with veteran running backs, mm-hmm. guys like Chase Hayden and a guy like Mike Epstein as well. And even even though Reggie Love's not been here nearly as long, you know, he's, he's got a few seasons under his belt now as well. So uh, Chase Brown definitely sees himself as, as a leader of this running back room. I mean, he's, he's aware that he's going to be leaned on for some, some important carries, even though, like I said, there's some other guys who are certainly going to take some carries from him just because you have to spread out carries when you've got guys like Hayden and Epstein and even Reggie Love mm-hmm. who are available. So, uh, yeah, I think the big takeaway was just that Chase Brown knows this is kind of his team now from a running back perspective, even though he's going to be sharing some carries. And now it's just a matter of making sure that his body is right and making sure his mind is right in order to in order to make the most of those carries. Um, obviously, Illinois or Illinois' opponents last year had a hard time stopping Chase Brown on the whole, whether it was him going left to right or up and down. Um, just not a very easy guy to stop, very shifty, very powerful, and the fact that he put on more weight, more muscle during the offseason would tend to suggest that stopping him going up and down is going to be even more difficult. I do wonder if we'll see him run more uh, vertically than horizontally moving forward or if he's still going to have that shiftiness even with the added weight. All right, well, you can read uh, more about Chase Brown in, in Thursday's News Gazette. Um, we've kind of touched on a lot of position groups uh, already. Uh, quick note as well with uh, Illinois football, they uh, announced this earlier today, and, and mm-hmm. Brett Bielema, as we are recording this, tweeted this as well, but mm-hmm. uh, there's been uh, it's already been announced that Illinois is going to honor the 2001 
Big Ten champs uh, before the Nebraska game, before and during the Nebraska game on August 28th. But Ron Turner is going to be back as well, the, the coach of that team. And, and Bielam has said um, Turner's also going to be one of their first guest captains for all home games. I uh, talked with Turner last week and accepted the invite, and he'll talk to uh, the, the team and staff on Friday to, uh, to kind of give them some Illini history and life perspective. So there you go. Yeah, so it's a good person to get life perspective. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Um, all right, Colin. Uh, training camp out of the way now. We want to go into our draft. Sure. Tease our listeners what our draft is this week. Well, um, you know, we could do something training camp themed, but you know, it's kind of passe. You can always do something training mm-hmm. camp themed every year. There's training camp. There's not the Olympics every year. That's you don't true. have the Olympics every year. Summer Olympics every four years. Every five years time too. <laughs> yeah. Are you watching the Olympics in your barely? Uh, barely in your. Bar- I, I'm getting. I'm getting re- free time. I mean, I the thing is, I'm go- I'm awake during a lot <laughs> of it, but I just. Yeah, I mean, you I, can't, I watch, you can't get up to watch canoeing at two in the morning. I watch recaps of stuff. I was I've been really impressed with some of the track and field stuff that yeah. I've seen. These these records that are falling mm-hmm. and some of these races is ridiculous. I, I mean, watched Sydney McLaughlin's race yeah. last night live. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the the, the four hundred hurdles records that are falling are just like yeah, it hurts my knees to even think <laughs> about that. But in that theme, uh, we're going to pick ten current Illinois roster athletes who. We think could make a splash, uh, potentially pun intended, <laughs> in different <laughs> Olympic sports. All right, so we're naming the the football player we think could be in the Olympics, and we're putting them in a respective sport. Correct. Yes, that is correct. All right. If there were like an axe throwing contest, I think Bart Miller would be in it on the coach. Break staff. dancing is apparently coming to Paris in four years. So is that a real thing? Apparently, yes. <laughs> I, that's not an Onion report either. That's actually <laughs> okay. That's, that's neat. actually happening. So. That's who on the Illinois staff would be the best at break dancing? I don't know. Uh, All right, Colin, you get to lead off, and then we'll follow. I'll follow your lead on this. I'm still curious about the <laughs> break dancing thing. Um, uh. Okay, there's. I think there's a lot of different guys you can pick for a lot of different sports. I'm just going to go with one who, since I've seen him compete for several years, I know that he's a man of many athleticisms. I, I'm not so. I'm kind of just drafting five guys. I wouldn't put these in any particular order. Okay. I'm just going to put Caleb Griffin on the soccer team. I'm going to go and okay. put Caleb Griffin on the men's soccer team. I think uh, he was a great soccer player. I think he we was. all kind of thought mm-hmm. when he was in high school that he was going to go play D1 soccer yeah. somewhere, play higher-level soccer somewhere, and he t- got an offer he couldn't refuse from the U of I. It ended up working out for him pretty well. And, um, yeah, I think <laughs> Caleb Griffin, you know, if he keeps playing soccer, who knows how far up he could go. All right, I'm going to go uh, Kamari Thompson, okay. receiver, in track and field because he ran track and field at Missouri yeah. before he transferred to Illinois. So I could see him, you know, in the sprints, 100, 200 or so. So I'll, I'll go Kamari Thompson, uh, track and field. He also played uh, – last year was his first year at Illinois. Uh, returned a lot of kicks. I'm sure he'll probably be in competition for that same role this year, especially another chance to elevate his stature in, in the pass game and get more time on the field from a pass-catching role. But – uh I think you'd have to say, hands down, he's one of the fastest yeah. Illini on the roster, so uh, put him in track and field. Okay. Well, my second pick, I'm going to take the starting quarterback, Brandon Peters. I called him the starting quarterback. <laughs> I'm just curious what sport you're what Olympic At six sport. 6'5", and also a quarterback. Ready for this? I'm putting him in handball. 
All right. Olympic handball. He was a high school basketball player too in Indiana. There so you go. he's yeah. Why not? I love handball. Actually, too. Brandon Peters might make for a decent addition to the current NBA basketball or uh, Olympic basketball <laughs> roster for the United States. <laughs> hey, um, they're into the semis. Yeah, they're doing okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Brandon Peters, Olympic handball. I just want to see him like knock people over and, and <laughs> fire a ball past the goalie. Olympic All handball right. is entertaining to watch. That's one sport I probably would get up to, to watch some of. Um. I'll do kind of a combo pick on my next one, and okay. I'll go Chase and Sidney Brown because they're twins and they're really hard to tell apart, which is which, but they're also, I think, among the most um, ripped athletes on the yeah. Illinois football team. Absolutely. So I'll stick them in weightlifting, okay. uh, you know, do some, uh, uh, you know, clean jerks or whatever the heck they're called, you know, the mm-hmm. ones where they put the barbell on the floor and they act they exert a lot of energy and look like yep. they're about to pass out and then lift it over their head i could see them doing doing that real well so okay there you go weightlifting chase brown and sydney brown I'm we're getting all sorts of weird visuals now yeah i'm just trying to find like the most random sports to put <laughs> people in now and just to see well, how you've got like archery and bad yeah exactly and table that's, tennis that's and uh wrestling and uh Swimming, oh, obviously, gymnastics. Here. Oh boy, um, rowing, let's see. Let's kayaking. See. <laughs> Just name off all the sports, <laughs> and I might eventually have my next pick. Um, uh, let's let's uh, let's see. How about let's put let's put um let's put let's put Donnie Navarro, who is right. a fiery relatively undersized receivers not terribly undersized but he's a smaller receiver he's not Josh Matt or Bebe uh-huh. sized I want to put the fiery Donnie Navarro in an Olympic fencing competition <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> because I want to see if he just like gets upset about being you know just Point, pointed the first time <laughs> and then he just goes out and starts trying to go crazy like just right. and i could see him being really shifty and just oof, oof, he's just moving out of the way a lot and say on guard yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea if donnie navarro has any background <laughs> that would help him with that but i just i would say my only maybe it would work for him my only uh, again i've never fenced before in my life i don't anticipate doing it at any point in my life either but the one recollection when it comes to fencing is um this is going back a bit, but Richie Rich, the mid-1990s yeah. classic with yeah. Macaulay Culkin. There mm-hmm. was fencing in that. Yes. So there you go. Good movie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Fine. Um, no, okay movie. It was okay. It was good <laughs> when you were a kid. Yeah. Serviceable I'm sure it hasn't aged all that. Serviceable well. movie. Um, <laughs> I feel pretty good about this next pick. Yeah. I feel it's kind of a steal. Um, and oh, I'm, gonna I'm go, just all over the place. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Blake Hayes with rugby. Yeah, that's yeah. That's uh, that would make sense. One of the best punters in the country. Again, I, I've actually covered a rugby match before. Couldn't tell you exactly what it all entails. I know there's scrums and tries, and you kick the ball and you run, and there's no real, uh, you know, protection for these <laughs> athletes. No but protection. Blake Hayes, obviously one of the best kickers, punters, obviously, and also showed off his innate running ability last season on two fake punts. So um, sign me up, put him on the Australian rugby team. So there you go. Uh, your picks make so much more sense. Than <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of like you got, you got two more. Kyle. I'm kind of just scrolling the roster and trying to find some name that I think would would be interesting in some some sport. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a big guy here 
you know what? We we just talked about him. Well, let's go ahead and get. Let's go. I, I don't know if this would be the best option, but it's the option I'm going with since we just talked about how big he is. Virtus Brown, who's six four, three hundred and thirty yep. pounds. Um, let's put Virtus Brown in a boxing ring and just uh, watch him <laughs> scare the other guy I into you're leaving. Say wrestling. <laughs> right, re- okay, wrestling or boxing. I realize okay. they're two different sports, but yeah, yeah let's. I, I just want him like stand in the ring, and then the opponent just goes, you know what? I'm I'm gonna forfeit because Curtis <laughs> Brown is six four, three hundred and thirty pounds. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Also, according to Brett Bielema, Curtis uh, Brown has good um, good short area quickness. I think was the way he described it. Okay. Small area quickness. So you know those little jabs, you yeah. can just get out of the way of, gotcha. and then f- fire back. So right. I think maybe that works well. This is uh, turning into a comedy episode on our, a little our bit, podcast. Yeah. And it will continue with my next pick. Um, I don't know why. I could just see him, this player, kind of embracing the role and, and kind of being a character. Mm-hmm. And I feel they're kind of lacking in the sport. Again, I'm not saying I watch a lot of the official sport is table tennis. But yes. Ping pong. Ping pong. Um, I'm going to put long snapper Ethan Table on my Olympic <laughs> ping pong roster. All right. Uh, I think he would add a lot of personality, a lot of vibrancy to the sport. Um, an unassuming guy. He'd have the kind of the spotlight to himself, though. So I think he could thrive in that role because as obviously as a long snapper, you never really want to be talked about because if you are, that means you did something wrong. Yeah. Uh, tough guy, too, because he you know played last season basically with a torn ACL mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Um so yeah, I'll go Ethan Table. Ethan Table in table tennis. There we go. Yeah, perfect. There, perfect. If there is, I feel I'm. I feel my picks are a lot better there than was yours right now, Colin. Yeah, but <laughs> if there was Olympic artistry, he would be an easy pick for that. There's too. like artistic gymnastics, arti- well, rhythmic gymnastics. It's, it's artistic interesting swimming. that you mentioned that <laughs> rhythmic gymnastics, since you mentioned break dancing earlier. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, ha- I found a pick for that, and I'm okay. just going to apply it to rhythmic gymnastics instead, uh, even I though those I aren't th- exactly th- the same. Okay. Are you going to go? Uh, can I guess your go pick? Go for it. I think you're going to put Daniel Barker. That's correct. Okay. Daniel Barker at rhythmic gymnastics. Please <laughs> do not come and beat me up, Daniel Barker. I promise <laughs> it's not like some kind of slight. Uh, I <laughs> I mean, it's the twerk. We have to go back to the, the twerk <laughs> at Penn State. I mean, obviously the man has dance moves. Was so. that your last pick? That was my last okay. pick. Yes, right. <laughs> you Good. can you can <laughs> walk, you can just talk past me and go on to your probably more sensible pick because you have some uh, background knowledge I didn't remember. Oh, no, you're fine. No, <laughs> these are all, it's all in good fun. Um, what do you got? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what sport to put this athlete in. Uh, I know who I want to pick. It's just okay, racing well, through my mind well, now. Who is it? I'll sports. go to Luke, Luke Ford. Okay. Um, I feel you could put him in a variety of different competitions. Um, um and see him thrive you know maybe it's I it's on a bike and, and cycling i know what um, i'll pick you, you, what's that i said i don't know what i'll pick but um, you gotta pick yours first uh, yeah. what sport should i put luke ford in if he were in the olympics um archery rifle shooting okay you know, I guess I'm going on the stereotype. He's from Southern Illinois, so I'm sure he knows his way around oh. uh, the woods and sure. hunting and fishing and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll say Luke Ford archery. I was gonna put him on a sailboat. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna make him do sail, which I <laughs> Olympic sailing to me is a strange concept. Honestly, anyway. there's a um, lot of strange concepts in the Olympics. Like, like it's a it, I, the Olympics to me is a event when you're a kid, you see it for the first time, you're like, oh, that's really cool, and and it again. 
I'm not downplaying it. I understand the significance mm. from a, a oh, yeah. national pride, team pride standpoint. If you're a sports fan, you know, you think back to the 1980 yeah. Winter Olympics, you know, the miracle on ice there that, that can, you know, raise the, the hair on your arms still to this day. But there's just a lot of interesting events, and in, especially in Summer Olympics these yeah. days. So a lot that you wouldn't think are yeah. events, but yeah. So I just, Luke Ford and sailing. I imagine Luke Ford like putting a boombox on a sailboat. <laughs> He's just riding around, kind of chilling, while everybody else is taking it really seriously, and then they all crash when they're staring at him, <laughs> and he ends up winning. That's all right. There you go. All right, are we done with that draft? Now? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We uh, we did the best we could. Hopefully, uh, listeners understood it was kind of I, just a, a tongue-in-cheek kind of a fun exercise. There J- Jake that. Hansen said he's a pretty good golfer on Monday, so maybe there you we'll go. Put him in, put him in golf, golf. You know, yeah. uh, get some lessons from Thomas Peters and Thomas Dietrich. Yeah, you got good. Yeah, yeah, they've already been in the Olympics. So yeah. All right, Colin. Uh, Thanks again, as always, mm-hmm. for your contributions. Thanks to Ed Bond for putting up with us during our wonderful discussions here on this podcast. He hasn't fallen asleep yet during one podcast. Uh, but that'll wrap up episode 28 of Inside Illini Football. We'll be back next week for more. <laughs>